0: Welcome to the Colby Cast, episode 163. Thanks for joining us. Our three part series on language study wraps with an insightful conversation on the lessons learned from a recent trip to France by a group of Colby students and teachers. As one might expect, there's plenty of discussion about food and well known landmarks. One might be pleasantly surprised, however, at what else comes up when a bunch of classically educated Catholics set out across the pond together. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi there, I'm Bonnie, Colby homeschooling mom of four lads and lasses, liturgical musician, popcorn and podcast fanatic.
1: And this is Stephen, homeschooling father of five and director of development for Colby Academy.
2: So
0: Stephen, when we were in Atlanta a while back, remember the conversations happening around us when we were recording our episode that we did together?
1: Yes, there was a lot going on at that time.
0: There was, it was just, the air was full of festivity and a, a lot of those folks were there for, of course, the commencement festivities. Many of them went on a trip from Atlanta to France and that's what we get to talk about today. Back with us are a few friends of the Colby cast, Mrs. Jenny Mamola, chair of the languages department and French instructor here at Colby, Mrs. Therese Prudlow, chair of the history department and instructor as well. And this is Megan Lengel, Colby's Chief Academic Officer. We also have with us a Colby student named Mary who made the trip to France. Hi, ladies. Good to see you, and welcome to the Colby Cast, Mary. Hi. Will you tell us, Mary, about yourself and like how long you've been doing Colby or other ways, like maybe how you found Colby, your mix of, of how your family makes use of Colby's offerings?
3: Yeah, so um, my family has done homeschool pretty much my whole life, And we mom always taught us when we were younger, but then as my brother, my older brother, he's like four years older than me, as he neared like high school age, he, um, mom couldn't keep teaching him. It was getting out of her caliber, like all the sciences and math. So we decided to do some online school for the high school students. So then he started doing some of that and my older sister did too. And then when I got to high school, I... um, started doing high school classes with Colby online so and then that's when I started French I had done like six years of Latin I want to say in like middle school and late elementary but um, I had never done French and I didn't really want to keep doing Latin so I was like I'm gonna go do French and um, obviously I was in Mrs. Mimel's class because she was the only French teacher so I started that and then I just kept doing French and I just finished French three. I've been in French club all these years. So that's been a ton of fun. And actually next year, I'm going to be a French club co-president. So that's gonna be a ton of fun. I can't wait for that.
0: Wow, yes. What are your interests outside of class?
3: Um, I'm really interested in the whole world of like nursing. So I'm taking a nursing assistant, a CNA class this summer at a community college. That's gonna be a lot of fun and then I'll be able to get a job hopefully senior year and the summer after to help pay for college because I want to go do nursing school and it can get pricey to go to any college. So I'm hoping to go to a Catholic college. I'm I'm thinking of University of Mary in North Dakota right now. It looks like it's got an awesome nursing program, so that's going to
0: be fun. That would be wonderful. We we got to hear a little bit about the nursing program from Monsignor Shea when he came to visit with us on the Colby cast. What a, what a needed uh, service that you're they're entering. So hope all that goes well for you.
3: Yeah.
0: While our travelers were in France, they made some voice recordings, took some voice memos for us. I'm calling them postcards from France. And to start us off, here's one from just before the trip.
4: It's the night before France and all through the house. We're trying to sleep, but we can't because we're too excited.
0: Mrs. Mamola and Mrs. Prudla, will you tell us about this, this trip to France, how it came together, and some of the logistics of that?
5: Well, as the French teacher, I had been wanting to organize a trip to France for a really long time. I had done it before at my previous uh, school, and Excuse me. In the foreign language department, we had started talking about what would be great if we could do some immersion trips, um and then I didn't really know how it would work with Colby. I, I So was I wasn't really. I was kind of waiting before I really got it going, and then um Mrs. Powers kind of pioneered it by doing the Rome Greece trip. So once that started, I thought, Oh, we're we're going to France. If they're going to Rome, I'm going to France. <laughs> I got very very motivated at that point, and my students. My entire time at Colby, have always asked me, "Okay, when are we going? When are we going to Paris? When's this trip happening?" You know, the students really, really wanted to go, so it was, you know, a very natural thing to do uh, for a French program. So once, like I said, once it was pioneered, and then once I saw that it was possible, <laughs> I started talking to Mrs. Prudlo because I knew she had traveled a lot in the past with students, um, and so we just uh, got really excited about it and started looking into travel companies. And I, I had there was there was a company that the previous group used but there was a company that I had worked with in the past and so I kind of wanted to work with them again because I knew they were excellent um and so that's who we ended up going with and once we announced that it was happening it was people were very very excited and there was a lot of interest
6: we had some things we really wanted to do with the students um not we wanted to do the immersion but we wanted it to really address uh, their whole, their whole cur, you know, the curriculum here at Colby, and yeah, well, we wanted it to encompass the entirety of their Colby experience. Yeah.
4: The other thing that was about the timing of when we went, so we go, it's basically over Memorial Day weekend, so we leave the Friday after graduation and then come back the following Saturday, and it is probably the best time to go because number one, um, it stays light till like nine forty-five, so the students almost get like a bonus hour and a half to explore and that sort of thing before it gets dark and they can no longer be outside. Um, and then we were there before all the crowds got super crazy because there's still a lot of students that are in school, um, through the first week of June in the U S but also in Europe, they don't, they don't usually end that early either. So like you, you aren't necessarily, you know, um, getting in the way of any European travelers, um, and the American traveling hasn't, you know, started up, um, But yeah, I think one of the reasons for us to even do, you know, that we pitched the trip to France, it's not just about the French immersion, but getting all that history and culture. There's so much that our students learn and it can kind of be tied to our curriculum. So that was important. You know, I was even just some of the architecture and all those things, you know, if you had taken medieval literature already with us as an 11th grader, you know, there were so many things that you could connect from. What you had just learned in the classroom to right there in
2: front of your face.
0: Let's hear from a few of our student travelers about that.
2: I'm Sugar Kowalchuk. I'm going to be a senior, an incoming senior, and um, I never really liked history before this trip. I never liked history class. I just never got the hype about learning about it. Um, and I think going to France and just being surrounded by history completely changed like my perspective and kind of realizing like these are real places real people that like existed and it really like shifted something so I'm really grateful for that
7: Je m'appelle Colin and I am <laughs> going to be a junior next year My favorite part of this trip trip to France was uh, visiting uh, la cathedrale uh, in Charles. Uh The best part of that was behind the altar there was a series of uh, stone statues that were high above the ground and they documented um, events uh, from the New Testament starting with some that are based on just traditions such as um, the apparition to the parents of Mary, um, and then to the birth of Jesus, Jesus' death and resurrection, um, and then finally Mary's crowning was the very last one, and that was very cool to see.
8: My name is Belen Renteria, I'm going to be a senior next year. My favorite thing about this trip was seeing all the architects, it was really beautiful, and inspired me to probably pursue architecture in the near future. Um, my favorite place was St. Malo. It was so beautiful there. Um, and I had a, the time of my life on this trip.
0: And you ended up with how many students going?
5: 18.
0: How long were you we all there?
6: It
5: was, was it eight days? I think it was eight days total.
6: Uh, it's a 10-day trip, but two travel days. Yeah. Yeah. Though we kind of had a bonus, our last day we because our flight was so late, we kind of got a bonus day, and got to see some just some local um, Mm -hmm. parts of the city, which was which is a very quiet, non-touristy area, which was really nice and special. I think. Did you like that part, Mary?
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was a really nice ending to just be able to walk around Paris and see it for like the last time. You like you know you're going home now, but it was an awesome way to end the trip I think
0: had you been on a trip like that before Mary
3: no I hadn't even flown an airplane by myself (laughs) so it was it was definitely a big difference from any other trips I've ever taken and I, I have a ton of siblings I have nine so I'm always taking if I ever take trips it's always with siblings so it was a nice difference to be able to do something without anybody from my family so it feels like I'm more independent and it was awesome yeah
1: now I do have to jump in here because you didn't mention one of the things, which is always at the top of my mind whenever I think about traveling to Europe, and that's food. I know some of the students mentioned it, but
5: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it goes without saying. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, food was awesome. And one thing, I and mean, one thing I really appreciated about the particular company we went with is that is one of their emphases, and they really they they make sure you get into restaurants that are. Mm-hmm. Authentic and local; they're not just tourist traps. Um, I've been with other companies that did put us sort of in tourist trap areas with big group meals that weren't that great. You kind of miss out on the real experience every time we were in a restaurant. They had something in the meal had a local specialty. So, like when we were in Normandy, we all got apple tarts because they're really known for their apples.
6: We had beef bourguignon, which was fantastic. Um, the cheeses, yes, the special. Oh cheeses. yeah, we got the
5: local cheeses. So if you were like in like, also again in Normandy, camembert is their local famous cheese, and so everything had camembert on it, which is my absolute favorite cheese. So I was thrilled! But then also Even at breakfast, there was breakfast yeah. camembert. It's like my I favorite. know the breakfasts <laughs> at the hotels
6: were also very good. They had um, full service European style breakfasts, so they wasn't just a continent What would we would consider a continental breakfast? They would have ham and eggs and and all giant I think, pastries, giant fresh Yeah, Nutella, all the Nutella they could eat. Um, Well, and the one hotel
5: just had caramel. It just had, because their local specialty is this salted butter caramel. So that was just at breakfast in a jar. In a jar. You could just eat it.
4: One of the really cool things about lunch in particular was that that time frame gave students an opportunity to kind of explore on their own in groups. They were always required to be at least in groups of three um, but they would have just a small window of time, usually about an hour sometimes an hour and a half um, where they could explore the area we were in and, and try to find unique places to eat or or really anything. They could just like grab something to go um, or they could you know sit down at a restaurant. We kind of warned them about sitting down at a restaurant because you, you kind of got to be on it. you know you kind of go in you tell them, hey, we have this set amount of time can you can you serve us? Um, And they would almost always come back with really cool stories about where they found their lunch for the day. So for example, um, at uh, Mount St. Michelle, myself and Mrs. Prudlow and Mrs. Momoa actually had a hard time finding a place because we went into this really cool looking sit down restaurant and it was like overlooking the ocean we were like this is amazing and then we picked up the menus and we looked at the price and we're like we're out of here <laughs> we're like, we can't afford this <laughs> so we left and then we were because we had already sat down and spent some time looking we were getting short on time so we were gonna have to get something to go so we just went to this little crepe station kind of next door to that and they were okay they were fine I mean crepes are delicious. So it, it wasn't terrible. Um, and then after we were done, we kind of made our way down and met the group of students. And this, it was probably four or five of the students came down and just, they were glowing about this amazing, cheap crepe place they had found. And they were so excited about it. It was so great to hear their experience and to go, I was like jealous of them. I was like, oh my gosh, they found this amazing lunch spot. And we ended up eating this really like me. So, so crepe, you know, to go and, you know, I'm not hungry, but I just wasted like, you know, you're only in France for like eight days. And if you like waste one of your lunches on something that doesn't taste very good, um, you know, it's kind of disappointing.
6: But I was impressed with our students, our tour manager... Always made sure that we were in a really good area where they could find local things to eat. Nobody went and tried to find a McDonald's or a Burger King or anything like that, right, Mary? I mean, you guys are all eating. And Mary, why don't you tell them what some of the most interesting things you guys all ate on your own over lunches?
3: (laughs) Well, most of the time we just ate sandwiches, but French sandwiches. They were so good, like the the way they made them was so much better than American sandwiches. I mean, the, the the bread was always like baguettes, and they would have like all the vegetables in them, and a lot of the time, it would be ham jambon. Um, that was a I saw that like everywhere, but I really liked the uh, chicken. Sandwiches, Mm -hmm. those were very good. And I really liked how they put slices of boiled eggs in the sandwiches. I thought that really added Mm. a unique flavor to the sandwiches. (laughs) Have
6: you started making any of those sandwiches back at home?
3: (laughs) Um, Not really, because, well, we don't really have baguettes. And I would have to
5: make them. So that sounds like a daunting <laughs> task. I understand. <laughs> New hobby for
6: you. <laughs> that's right. Take well, it, one it. that I
5: saw a couple kids eating, I was surprised that the kids were willing to eat it. And it was the sliced boiled egg with cornichon. Like that was the recipe. Yeah. It was a baguette with butter, cornichon, the little pickles and sliced boiled egg. And I was like, that's an interesting combo. I, I mean, I like it's it. Very I'm surprised. surprised students were eating it.
6: And a few of our students on their own went and ordered escargot and Mm -hmm. tried that they would share they would order a plate and share it sometimes so
4: we really we got to experience you know the seafood up when we were up in the north um northern area of france on the coast um and then of course just your normal french fare of like baguettes and croissants and i just said it correctly croissant i'll never say croissant again croissant um very nice i even brought home a suit a suitcase full of baguettes and Excellent. croissant and chocolate croissant and macaron and other things chocolate I even brought home stinky cheese which was <laughs> in our fridge I, I got it for my in-laws and I put it in my fridge and for like four or five days after that every time you, you open the fridge and it was like what is in there I'm like it's just the french cheese it's it's quite delectable it's supposed to smell like that
0: <laughs> I love this suitcase full of food souvenirs that's fantastic
5: <laughs> I don't remember any kid complaining about the food or saying this is weird what is that you know there was no scowling no. I was like okay all right let's try it no it one very, said very no
6: opinion. one sent food back to the kitchen no yeah. one didn't eat their.
5: you were all starving though <laughs> right Mary <laughs> yeah and they we starving usually by the time we got to a meal everybody was starving <laughs>
3: definitely the food was amazing well,
1: what was your favorite Mary as far as the food you had?
3: I don't know. I honestly can not can barely pick, but just like the pastries, they were so good.
0: Several of our travelers had noteworthy moments with food involved.
9: Hi, I'm Agnes Turpin, and I'm gonna be a junior next year. This was when we went to an Italian place for dinner, or actually lunch. Um, there's an Italian uh, owner there and we asked him in French like something about the sandwich, and we could not understand him at all. And then uh, one of my friends asked in English, and he didn't understand that. And then they asked in Spanish, and he understood that. So one of us was speaking in Spanish, one of us was speaking in French, and one of us was speaking in Italian, and somehow we we got what we wanted. (laughs) So that was like a trilingual moment
10: hi I'm Bridget Bryant I'm a I just graduated from Colby Academy um, and I really love this trip overall but one of my favorite things was using all of my languages that I know and one specific interaction that I had was in this uh, shop yesterday I think in shop that um, It was an Italian shop and so I started speaking French to the shopkeeper and he started speaking French to me but I could tell it was very hesitant and I tried a little bit of English and it wasn't working and then um, I realized that he just had a really thick Italian accent and so he asked me if I spoke Italian I was like no, I speak Spanish and so I started speaking Spanish to him while he spoke Italian to me and we should understand each other perfectly And it was just really cool to be able to utilize my languages in that way in a real life setting instead of just
8: practicing in a classroom or something like that. But yeah, this was a really incredible trip. Hi, I'm Mary Grace. I'm going into 10th grade and I'm a student here at Colby Academy. This was just a once in a lifetime experience. Being able to go with other kids was just so awesome. Even though sometimes we were a little crazy and our teachers had to make sure that we calmed down. But it was just such a wonderful experience. I'd have to say that something that inspired me the most was definitely when we went to mass, and it was all in French. And I just could hear all the congregation just singing beautifully in French. And I feel like back home in the US, we don't really get that as often ever since COVID. People weren't coming to church as much as they did before. And I just—it was just a full church, and everybody was singing. It was angelic. It was beautiful. I have two stories to share. Um, one was a bit of a culture shock. On our first day, we went. It was me and three other students. We went to lunch, and we didn't realize how long it would take in France to get our food. So we and we were on a time crunch. So we went to what appeared to be a quick sit-down restaurant. And we ended up being quite late, and we had to uh, tell the waiter to hurry up about three times. But um, we definitely realized that we need to lot more time for lunch if we're going to go to a sit-down restaurant. So that was quite the lesson learned. Um, Another story was when we were at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, I was near a, I don't remember what type of store it was, but it was some sort of, I think maybe it was the gift shop, and um, there was somebody there who, I'm a Spanish student, but she only spoke Spanish, so she was from Spain, and um, she was trying to ask one of the ladies working there who only spoke French something about, um, I think it was exchanging euros or something. So she asked me, so I had to translate from Spanish to English to French for her. So that was definitely quite the challenge. I feel like on this trip, even though I'm not a French student, I learned so much French just from being here for nine days. So I was able to, by the end of the trip, be able to only talk in French when I'm ordering food and stuff. So that was definitely quite the learning experience. I would recommend abroad trips to every other student out there. It was just such a fruitful experience and it was so worth it. My name is Ariana Davey and I'm a rising senior. Um, And
10: I really enjoyed this trip because not only was it an awesome opportunity to meet up with uh, other Colby students and get to know them better and hang out, um, but it was also a great experience um, because I felt like I was immersed in the language and the culture and the history that I had been learning throughout the year. Um, Like I remember in my history class I was reading about places like Chartres Cathedral and Mont Saint Michel and then going to see those places in person was really surreal.
11: I'm Anya Bryant and I'm a rising junior. Um, My favorite thing about this trip was just being able to walk around alone in the little towns and really see how the people live their lives here um, just observe and people watching and I don't speak French but I was able to understand and pick up some of it just by listening Um, I think it's a really great way to just expand your knowledge of other cultures and other languages um, and just see how how the world works in a way so yeah and also just hanging out with people I've known for (laughs) About three or four years, and seeing them for the first time was really, really amazing. And being able to go on this trip was such a great opportunity, and I'm so grateful for that.
0: Fun hearing the students talk about their experiences. I heard several of them make reference to their initial sort of hesitancy to to use French to speak it themselves, but then also them relying on their other languages that they that they were more familiar with, and how they were able to kind of. One was speaking one language and that translated into another one. And then they got to a third language and then they all figured out what was going on. And <laughs> I thought that was really amazing.
6: It was really beautiful to see. From As as I said, again, as a history teacher, you know, I'm not one of the language teachers, but they were all using all the our languages were being used from Colby. There was the students who were using their Spanish, their French, um, even a few Latin. They were there when they would see that somewhere. They were trying to uh, we had a few couple Latin students as well. Um, just integrating and integrating everything that they had learned at Colby and working together as students coming together to help each other out and to figure these things out. It was it was really neat.
5: It was open to anybody. Okay. But it was majority French students, people who studied French, but there were about yes. mm, at least five or six who had never studied any French who okay. came. And so they, that was impressive to me. That was impressive that they... Were willing to do it and they were we had uh one student who would just uh try to put things in his phone and he would speak i mean he would do his his best to just spit out a phrase and he wasn't that half bad i was like hey hey man <laughs> and he had studied a lot of latin and if you have studied a lot of latin that can really help you with other you know with romance languages so um he did great as, he was doing yeah everything. as a french teacher and foreign language person it was the i mean of all the trips i've ever taken these students were the most courageous with their language by far the most open, the most willing to put themselves out there, the least afraid of making mistakes, the most enthusiastic about trying something new. So that is just a testament to Colby students. It was just, I was so excited. I mean, I had some, and the tour guide would say to me, I haven't heard that kid speak Engli- any English this entire trip. And like, I know like it's <laughs> like, this, these are, this is what was so special about it. And for me, I was just so proud of them
6: they would go up to her, up to our tour guide and just start talking to her in French. And she, mm-hmm. and she was ready just to practice with them. And she, um, you know, she, she was very easy to listen to and very clear. And so I think even the non-French students, they were, they were picking it up as, because they weren't being immersed in that, in that culture, and that language, which is, I think, so important.
5: Because often te- teenagers, I mean, and I I was one of these teenagers when I first went to France. It's, you know it and you studied it, but you're scared to death and you're hearing how fast they speak and they're in your face. And it's just, you know, it's this kind of moment of, oh, my gosh, you have this moment of panic and you're afraid to look like an idiot. Um, But I just felt like they were really they were really brave. And, um, you know, it's a perfect culmination of all the years that they've studied French It was all coming together for them. And so that was great for me. Yeah, we had a couple of the
4: students who by the end of the trip were were taking a stab at their French, at trying to, um, one of the students, Jack, he's a Latin student. I think he's gonna be in Latin three next year if I remember it correctly. But he, he would raise his hand and, and try to give his, you know daily high or daily low in French. He did that once and we were all very impressed. The tour guide was very impressed that the students were willing to speak French. Even the French, like the French students that she had interacted with in the past, they just got so shy to try it. Oh,
0: uh-huh.
4: And our students were just willing to jump in and, and actually speak and talk with them. And Servan, was, our, our tour guide, was amazing. She would take the time and she was very patient with them and would speak with them and encourage them. Um, so that, that was wonderful.
0: Here's tour guide Servan herself, followed by more postcards from France.
4: So I've been a tour guide for 10 years. And I think this trip was one of the very most fun I've had because uh, people were amazing. There was so much curiosity and enthusiasm. It it made my my work really pleasurable. And I got to uh, meet very interesting personalities. I think people were really... uh, How can I say that? Motivated and energetic and willing to learn and curious. And we discovered a lot of things together, sharing knowledge uh, all together and discovering how much we we know at the end of the day. That was fantastic. I
3: had so much fun, thanks.
6: (laughs) Thank you, Sivan.
3: (laughs) Hi, this is B. Dean. Um, I'm a rising junior. And my favorite part of the trip was getting to go with all of my fellow French 3 students.
2: It was really nice to, after three years of being in class together, to actually go to France. After all the jokes about how we were going to come here together, it was nice that it finally came true. Uh, my name is Kate Gagnon, and I am a rising senior. Um, I really enjoyed being with everyone on this trip. It's really amazing actually being able to see and meet real Colby people. Um, it's such a good group everyone is so kind and I really enjoyed seeing Omaha Beach and the towns surrounding uh, especially going to the cemetery the American Cemetery in Normandy um, I just really put myself in the place where people from years ago would have been um, like hiding behind the walls and in houses and just like the war happening, and it's crazy to think that people just like us have been there and fighting for their lives and serving their country, and it just serves as a great example, and I show so much respect to all those people.
12: My name is Lachlan Evans, and I'm 15 years old, and the favorite, my favorite part of the trip was the time that we spent in Normandy.
0: Mary, had you met any of the other students who went on the trip?
3: No, okay. no. There's only one student that lived in the same state as I did. And he lives like an hour something away. So I had never met any of them. We had done some meetings for like all of us. And I knew quite a few of the students already. My whole French three class is going all five of us. And so I knew them really well. And then other people from other classes and clubs.
0: Time spent in company together was a common highlight for our student travelers, as they'll tell us in these audio postcards.
11: I am Genevieve Hebda, going into junior year with Colby. Um, I really enjoyed this trip to France, I think probably more than I expected. Um, When I first heard about it, I was a little shocked because it was quite a bit of money for a very sad, broke sophomore student. Um, But, you know, I did the thing, I got three jobs, and I think it was worth it. Um, The thing is, you don't realize when you're going into something like this the different, the different types and flavors of experience you're going to get, because as our tour guide says, um, there's a difference between being a tourist and a traveler and I think this trip really helped show me that. With everything we saw and all the cathedrals and history and really connecting with the faith, I can't tell you how comforting it is to be walking around a foreign country where no one speaks your language and walk into a church and see everyone smiling. That was one of the best parts of the trip for me
12: hey I'm Isaac Lee and I'm a rising junior Um, I think this trip was really special and although it cost a lot it was really worth every dollar it was one of the best times of my life Um, so to pay for this trip I I've gotten two jobs actually they're both lifeguarding positions. I'm not sure I'm really looking forward to one of them in particular, but it, it really it, the trip really um, outweighs that. I'm super glad I uh, took the harder road to pay for the trip because it's really a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And besides seeing all these amazing things and having such a great time, I get to learn about history and practice my language skills while I'm at it. Besides the touring and all the sightseeing, we played lots of fun games with each other. Those resulted in so many hilarious tales. I couldn't pick one. But yeah, I really want to thank Colby for the trip. It was really awesome.
0: Here's Agnes again.
9: Well, in this trip, there were lots of amazing things. I got to uh, meet all my fellow students and all my fellow teachers, and also we got to learn all the history that we have learned in Colby just in real life. And if there's another trip, I definitely recommend going. It was so amazing.
6: Yeah, they really bonded, I think. Um, I I love... I love seeing you guys all talk to each other across all classes. We were mostly sophomores and juniors and seniors, but everyone was getting along. Everyone was um, hanging out with each other and talking to each other. And I remember our our tour manager and, and I mean, all the different outside people we interacted with, they could not believe they said, there's no way these kid these students have never met each other before. I'm like, nope. They haven't. I mean, other than in class, uh, virtually, they they were all from from the very first um, gentleman that was helping us at our gate in Atlanta, where he was like watching you guys all play Mafia as you we were waiting for our flight. Because <laughs> we we had um we we had worked on the on the presumption of to prepare for everything and get everywhere really early, so, <laughs> uh, which worked well for us, I think, in a number of, of situations. But so we were there very very early for our flight. And the students were all playing together. And he's like, he could not believe that it was a virtual school. Like he was like, I, that he just thought that was amazing. And then that continued, that sort of theme kept continuing on throughout the trip.
5: Every night in the hotel, if they could, they were uh, playing games down in the lobby.
4: I was really just impressed with how well the students all got along with each other. People weren't on Mm -hmm. their phones, you know, they were, you know, occasionally they were, but, you know, I don't want to say they never were, but, um, you know, they, they kind of call each other out. Oh, you screen like, you know,
5: join the group. <laughs> you don't need to be on your phone, that kind of thing. And they were always asking us, like, can we have lights out like 30 minutes later so we can play one more game of Mafia or one more game? They were really into this game called Coup.
6: Mm-hmm. And,
5: um, and then one night we actually did a rosary in the lobby, which was awesome. And we did a rosary on the bus, pretty much every mm-hmm. opportunity we could. But um, it was just cool because, I mean, they just wanted to be together as long as possible. Yeah. And
6: that was a fun rosary we did because we did we did every language at um, that one we did oh, in the, the hotel, one lobby yeah. in the hotel. That so was neat. So we had the Spanish decade, a French, a couple French decades, um, a Latin decade. Latin. It, was, it was really nice. It was fun. Dylan actually mentioned that. Here he is.
12: Uh, hello, my name is Dylan Matthews and I'm a rising junior. Um, This trip is just an amazing experience. I mean, our tour guide was continually talking about the difference between a traveler and a tourist and I don't know but I feel that through this trip somehow something clicked somewhere and I've been inspired to really embrace that idea of being a traveler and what it means about that, like really looking for those authentic places to eat and uh, wanting to understand the culture. Really deeply, and when you're looking into things, looking for the history, and really asking locals, not just searching it up online. So, and that was one of my favorite things. And you know, I bet other people have been saying this, but um, meeting other Colby students in person I mean, this is you know, a once in a lifetime experience, hopefully, more in, in a lifetime. Um, but it was really cool to all meet in France. Um, especially my French class was all here, and so what better way to practice our French and to, like, a final exam, really, like, come to France all together and and practice French all the time. Um, Saying rosaries in French, uh, getting closer with people that you know only online so far, but, you know, seeing that they're real people right here and and how much you really do have in common when you meet them in person... yeah, these are all things I really enjoyed about this experience. Um, one little quick story. Uh, when I went to go get uh, crepes, I was searching for, like, the best crepe in uh, France. And uh, mm-hmm. while we were in Normandy, I went to go get a crepe. And I, he asked for the toppings. And I said, you know, sugar and Nutella. And he laughed at me because he said, sugar and Nutella, what is that? And I thought, you know, when in France, have a very awesome crepe with uh, sugar and Nutella. So thank you.
0: I, a couple of them mentioned taking jobs to pay for the trip.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it was wonderful. Um, probably about half the students, I, I believe, um, got jobs
5: of some kind to help pay either for the entire trip or part of it. And it's something, you know, when we're presenting the trip, we encourage, we encourage them. Say, you know, this is not just um, something you're pay- You're not owed this. This is a great privilege. and um, you should participate as much as you can, if you can, in the uh, in the collecting the funds to make it happen. And also, I think if you can, or do even that, helping, it, at, home. Like helping well, yeah, at home, like helping, yeah, even with your just parents. By helping at home, just doing something yeah. mm-hmm. to show gratitude, but also to be, it makes you even more invested if you um, had to work for it. Um, so I think I, I was very impressed by those who. Um, did that and chose and i think a few of them are now they're paying the piper they 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 hadn't been working up until but their parents are like okay now here comes the work now you got to pay for this so i was very impressed by that i think that is very noble and also great life experience
6: and i think all the students that i talked to i mean they were just so grateful to their parents to helping them to um to bring this all together and and we are we are so grateful to all of your parents. Um, that they were such, it, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't just the students. It was a whole, um, the whole, everybody all together working to make
5: this happen, whether it be parents, friends, parents were very flexible and very open throughout the entire experience. And that was also awesome. A big gift to us because I, as a parent, I'm, I would have had a million questions. I, you know, you have expectations as a parent, you're going to spend that kind of money, Um, you know, you're maybe afraid, maybe it's the first time you're sending your child on a trip like that. And they had to extra trust us because they've never met us in person. And that's very challenging. I've, I've never done that as a parent. Every time I've sent my kids somewhere, I know where I'm sending them and I've met that person before. And so that was very, I'm very grateful that they trusted us in that situation
1: and with some of the stories that I've heard it, I I, w- I would be very reassured I mean because of the company you're using as well it sounds yeah. like they've just they know every, I mean so it's I mm-hmm. love chaperones as well I try you, know, you guys are trustworthy and but the the systems that they have in place just sounds like you know they've they've seen it all before they've they've done it and they're going to take care oh, of yeah. everything so yeah. they're pros
5: they're very professional they they really they anticipate everything Um, And they do have great systems in place. Yeah,
6: it's the benefit of using a system, a company that, and they specialize in high school and younger student trips.
5: Yeah, I mean, she was a historian. That's, yeah, they assign you a person who is an expert in something. And she was really kind of a historian, art historian. And so she was so enthusiastic. She really built the enthusiasm as we would approach a location. She would have a whole mini lecture and all this great information to, to share with the students and then she would challenge them saying okay we're going to go to this place you're going to come back and tell me a b and c and she was creative she would give them little scavenger hunts or little clues or little things so it was that was a uh, lovely added benefit as well because i mean i know french history but it's been a while but she she was truly an expert. And then having Teresa's expert in there as well. And um, so that was awesome. Oh. it was like a little, it was like a mini history course the whole time.
6: It was so fun. And then she and I would just sit and chat about <laughs> the next the next place. And she's like, okay, we're gonna do that. Uh, and she would bring in, she knew we were a Catholic group. Um, so she would bring in things like that. She she talked, you know, because she she's from uh Paris, she is she's native to uh, Paris and and Provence region, but as she talked about um, when we drove past, we weren't, unfortunately, we were not able to visit Lazou on our trip uh, because it was out of the way. It was a very fast trip, Uh, but she would talk about it with the students because she knew they'd be interested. Um, We talked about Joan of Arc. We talked about, you know, we talked about St. Genevieve um, and we had a Genevieve on our trip, which was wonderful. Uh, You know, we were able to talk about all of these Places and these saints, and, and the students really engaged with the fact that this, you know, visiting a place like Europe, it's it's not just going for a vacation. Uh, it's really part of our our Catholic inheritance. I mean, it is you know, the background the people that have lived there before. Um, we it's really visiting our you know, our roots, um, our Catholic roots by going to a place like france or to like italy like um like before or or greece yeah so it was uh, i think it was just really special
0: here's colin again with one last postcard from france
7: it's been really cool to go to france and see how people do actually speak this language it's not like something mrs Mamola made up <laughs> just to torture us. It's an actual language. So finally I have figured out that it's something real and it's very useful to know French here because if I didn't I'd get a lot more (laughs) from the Parisians Um, and they really don't like tourists here so it's good to be able to know French because you can sort of kind of distinguish yourself, if you're at least trying to speak French, uh, the French people re- will respect you a lot more. And I've uh, greatly appreciated knowing the French language and being here.
4: I, I know for sure my son came back speaking much better French than before, you know, before when he left. So
0: do you think that's partly how Mrs. Mamola runs the, the classes like it, she sets that up where they are comfortable speaking French to each other just that's just part of it
4: yeah I definitely have to give credit to her because I don't think I, she has set it up in their classroom where they have a lot of speaking time um, and you know that's something with some families who are like oh, how can my child be you know actually learn foreign language online it's just a testament to that um, you know I'll, I'll go so far to say is like the students that Go ahead and take the, la- the conversation lab too. Those ones are even more prepared.
7: Yeah.
4: Um, and I just, you know, so yeah, Mrs. Mamola does a. I should call her Madame Madame Mamola. She does an amazing job with the French program. So I mean, really, she has built the French program. She was the first French teacher that we hired. We had like nine students interested in taking French one, and that was it. And she has just built it from there
1: for me all all during this recording, I have kind of have a running joke with my daughter who does speak French. And every time I try to pronounce a French word, she kind of like shakes her head at me and says, no, dad, (laughs) no, don't, don't do that. Um, Uh So Mary, do you have advice on uh, somebody who's trying to say French words in the, with the proper, in the proper way? What, what's, what's some good advice for me that I might be able to impress my daughter later on?
3: Um, I think one of the main things is don't pronounce the letters at the end of the word <laughs> and just just try to pronounce it with like a French sounding accent
1: is there a certain way you should hold your you know hold your mouth or, or things that that you have to have to try work to, to to work on
3: uh you could try working on your French R's you have to make a very like growly sound kind of <laughs> it was very hard when I started learning French to, to learn how to do that <laughs>
5: but Mary's awesome because everybody in the class that she was referring to her French three class they all came all five of them but you're the only one in that entire class who did not have French prior to French one with me so she's gone the true beginner and level two and then level three and then traveling to France and she is I think it's kind of hard for you to describe how to do it well because you're a natural your accent is lovely so Thank I you. think that When it comes naturally to you, sometimes it's hard to describe to another person. Uh, You just do this. You just make an accent because I just have one.
4: (laughs) But (laughs) but I love
5: hearing her describe it because it's, uh, you know, obviously as a teacher, I like, I like how she's, all the little tips that she has. I guess I just want to, I want to make sure if any parents are listening, if they're afraid or nervous, I just want to reassure them, you know, we, we really used a very top-notch company it's rated very highly among all educational circles that i know of um and also just online um and they really do account for every contingency they've got a plan they've been around i think at least 20 years um and they have a great organization and they really are their specialty is teenagers unlike a lot of these companies a lot of these companies will do high school and college, or even like adult groups or whatever. And this is one that's kind of unique. It's it really emphasizes high school and it really emphasizes education. And it also really emphasizes um, cultural immersion. So they try to get you to the best places and they have a great insurance policy. So all of that comes with this kind of travel. Um, there's liability coverage, there's insurance, there's travel, and there's, there's all kinds of ways to protect the traveler and to deal with um, any kind of emergency Or whatever, or, and I know even just after we got back, we did a, I did kind of a debrief phone call with the company and she was presently dealing with, um, other schools that were stuck in New York because flights were canceled, you know, all that kind of stuff. They have someone on call 24 hours to deal with anything that's going on. Um, so that I hope is reassuring to parents. You felt
6: very, um sort of well taken care of mm-hmm. you never felt nervous that they weren't going to be there with you and and um and everyone was ready if we needed to pivot to do something else everyone was was very relaxed and and ready to do so yeah so I I was very very impressed as you said I, I mean I've taken college students a number of times here and we've even done it on our own so I, I know how much work goes in to 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 a company like this, and and I was very impressed with what they what they had offered for us.
3: I think a big part of how like well and smoothly the trip went is just the teachers were so awesome with every situation that came up. They were there, they were ready to help, and I think that they deserve a big round of applause for awesome. how awesome <laughs> they Messy. were.
6: Messy, <laughs> thank you, Mary. Well, you made, it easy, you made our job very yeah. easy for us, so we, you are a joy, and I, my favorite moments was just watching um, watching your all faces as you would go in and see these things for the first time. You know, when you, you've been to these places and you've seen them, they're always wonderful every time you go, but there's nothing to compare with mm-hmm. um, seeing a student walk in to um, Saint-Chapelle, for the first time and seeing those windows right it's like oh wow or or walking yeah. up and seeing uh monsa michel rise up out of the land and you're like oh my goodness it really is in a rock out in, on, out in the sea or you know seeing chart cathedral for the first time you're like oh my goodness and 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 watching your all faces um and watching you experience these things in these these, you know, these places that so many have walked for you. um, It's really special to be there with you guys.
5: Well, and like in Paris, I was just thinking about how we were able to emphasize Catholic sites. There were, there were there were things on the itinerary that I, that were I felt like oh that's that's fine but I I you know I know my students are going to want to see as many Catholic churches as we possibly can and so that was one thing that the tour company said oh okay well we'll throw this out and you can do this so we were able to see saint Chapelle that was kind of a last minute add on and you can't go into Notre Dame yet so we saw it but we can't you can't go in so that was sad but we were able to go to Sacré Coeur and the Chapel of um, the Miraculous Medal for mass we got to experience mass there on pentecost so that was beautiful um and there were pilgrimage pilgrims all, at, at all mass. over a huge standing room only mass um so that was really really beautiful we got to uh, see saint martin in tour oh yeah that wasn't on our thing either yes so, we did we that... saw saint martin to tour that was not on the list yep uh, so we got to emphasize they allowed us the freedom to do things like that because it's it's a secular company but they're like oh if you want to emphasize this sure whatever you want you know if it's it's As long, you know, as within reason and the bus can get you there, we'll do it. And I was just going to add also another thing I was thinking about as a parent, like this is unique. This is Colby kids are awesome. And if you have your child in Colby, you want them to meet other Colby kids. That was what I was coming away with. Like I, my son is 15 and he goes to a Catholic school where we live. Um, And he has awesome friends and stuff, but I was just thinking, oh, I wish you were here. He would have fit in so well. He would have had so much fun. Um, and I was just thinking for the future for my daughters, like, okay, these are, this is special. This is not just any old group. And I just want parents to, you know, if you're on the fence, that's another, another argument pro these types of trips, because they really are special kids.
0: You got to see that a bit in Atlanta when, when we went and got to meet yeah. some of the other kids there. That was great. Well, my hat is off to you all for, for making the trip, for making it happen, and I'm so glad it went as well as it did. What Wonderful memories. It was great seeing some of the pictures that were posted. There are several pictures on Colby's social media channels. Neat, neat, neat.
1: I like the point from the students about being engaged in history, and I, I remember I grew up in the Midwest, and I mean, so you, you're talking about old things being a couple hundred years old at that point. I mean, like any man-made things at that point. And, you know, then going over to California and I haven't spent a lot of time out on the East coast, but then one time I did go to Europe and Austria, it's like the house that I'm staying in is older than the country, our country here. So I didn't have that sort of perspective. I certainly wouldn't have had it even as a, you know, as a high schooler, I wouldn't have had that idea at all growing up here in the States, but that's, it's just incredible. Then you go and think this is, this is older than our country. This is way older than okay yeah, and then like you're saying to, to connect all those things through the faith is really really an, ex- an experience that we miss here to the same level in yeah. uh, here in the states that so what a wonderful experience for those high schoolers to have that at a, at a young age you know not not have to wait till they're 40 or whatever to do that
6: sure
0: so Madame Mola, we first met you in episode 46 of the Colby cast. My sister Hope wow. and I got to meet you. That's been a while ago. You took us through some of the aspects of the French program then. Um, for those who have not yet listened to that episode, which I'll of course link in our show notes, do you want to give us sort of an overview? This is a wonderful, this whole explanation of the of the trip you were able to take thanks to the offerings of the, of the French courses that Colby has among its mm-hmm. offerings. Um, what else would you like us to know about the French program?
5: In the high school, we offer French one, two, three, and four. And then now, as of last year, we have a middle school program which we added. So that's definitely an update since last time we spoke. Um, We now have two middle school French courses that um, students can take. So it's French, it's introduction to French 1A and then introduction to French 1B. So essentially, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders can get an introduction to French and their first year would be, um, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, we used the same book as level one for high school, but we, we slow it way down. And what's nice about doing it in middle school is that you can really take the time to, um, emphasize, uh, Even more vocabulary, you don't have to go quite the same pace, you can do a little more culture, you can have a little bit more fun with it. And the other advantage to taking it when you're younger is your accent is going to be better the young it's just been proven. The younger you study the younger you are when you begin studying a language, uh, the easier it is for your brain to adapt to it, especially pronunciation wise and so um typically when as a high school teacher typically when I have students who've had middle school French their pronunciation is better than those who haven't had it but also their vocabulary is richer because they've had the time to really play with the vocabulary you can do a little bit more um interactive projects and just some things uh it's not quite so much the pressure and the pace of a high school course where you have to get to a certain point so that they get everything they need by you know by level three so that the, the program has expanded, which is awesome. And if you wanted to at Colby, which I highly encourage, you could possibly take French for six years if as a Colby student. And you could come out as a really amazing Francophone and Francophile because we have, uh, you know, the, the more students I get, the more opportunity I have to build these things. Also, I'm very much looking forward to more travel. Oh, and we also have French club. That's another thing I'm... So as... In addition and an accompaniment to the French program, we have French Club. French Club is open to anybody. It's not just anybody who's interested in French culture and language can come to French Club.
0: And that's been, you've been a part of that for a while, right? Mary, tell us about French Club for you.
3: So I joined, I think, freshman year. So every year that I've been doing French, I've been doing French Club. And then this, uh, the end of this past school year, Ms. Mull was most, like, I need French officers. And I was like, yeah, I really want to do that. So I went and emailed her and she's like, yeah, you would be perfect. So um, me and another girl are going to do it. And I think it's going to be a lot of um, fun and we'll be able to really um, hopefully take a lot of the workload off of Madame. I know she has a lot of work. So we're really looking forward to uh, making it more student-led, hopefully.
0: Fantastic. We've seen you guys uh, lead the Rosary in French, just the weekly school Rosary. A wonderful performance at the Colby's Got Talent show this past May. That was really enjoyed that very much. Uh, What else? What all sorts of things do you guys do in in your meetings and activities?
3: Well, uh, we watch a lot of videos, uh, French recipes. Those are the best (laughs) French. Everybody wants to eat. I know. And we always (laughs) do it around dinner time. So everybody's always starving. (laughs) Uh Um, and then we watch like French culture videos, um, we've gone over some different vocabularies for the seasons we're in.
5: It's pretty free and open. We, it's a lot of culture. It's a lot of emphasis on culture. We're just, we're just there to have a good time and kind of talk about the French culture.
0: This episode's coming out over the summertime, but soon school will be starting. So there's a lot of excitement about clubs beginning, And, but that, that happens sort of after we get settled with the school year, right? So
4: I'm hoping, you want me to give you a little teaser on clubs? Okay. Mrs. Lengel has a lot of help now. It used to be that I really, I didn't have a lot of help. Okay. So as far as (laughs) like getting the the school year launched between training, the teacher, student orientation. Now I have deans to do student orientation. I have a whole technology team that does all of the launching of usernames and logins and access to Adobe connect and all the different classrooms that you need and. Um, and I've got, I have a vice principal, you know, that can kind of oversee teacher training and and all that. So, um, I'm hoping that clubs will actually be ready to go by the time school starts. So we'll see.
0: Okay. Well, we'll be getting mail about that. I'm sure. And announcements oh, yes. and so forth. So, okay.
4: Check the Friday memo. That's where you'll see it. As soon as I, as soon as I can launch it, um, I would say probably clubs is like the last real manual thing that I have to, that I'm still doing as far as enrollment and registration type things that in summer. So eventually though our tech team has ways of automating that more. So when that happens, that means there's less pointing and clicking I'm having to do to launch it, which means it can launch faster.
0: So cool. Well, that's exciting. All right. Mm -hmm. How are we doing? Is there more you want to say about the French program in general, Mrs. Mamola? How, or... And things that we that you wanted to cover that we haven't yet.
5: Um, I mean, I don't know. I yes and no. I, I've talked a lot about it in the past. And um I think always my biggest spiel is people people always say, Oh, well, French is not practical. Um, you know, Spanish is more practical. Or in a classical school, obviously Latin is kind of our uh foundation. Um and so I just always like to counter that with actually, you know, there's a huge amount of French speaking countries in the world. Of course, I didn't bring my articles, but I have articles that talk about French rising and rising in statistics and and the amount of French, and most of it's due to Africa, populations in Africa and how many French speakers there are in the world. But also for Colby students, I think one of the biggest draws is the faith. I mean, France really is at the heart of Catholic culture and um, you just can't as much as people try it's really hard to separate france from catholic culture and catholic history and um it's beautiful to uh to study both at the same time and all the amazing french saints and all the you know all the things that go with it and now as now that we're offering trips french can be extremely practical even if we're going to other countries as we as we see
6: yes the french is still going to be very very helpful and and there's a reason why French is one of those um, major universal languages. I mean, you know, people speak English, and then they speak French. I mean, it's it it does have its roots in Latin, but it's a it's a language that's used every day, um, and uh, it's it's so important.
5: Well, just the influence that France had on Western culture, I think people forget, and yeah. then they start making the connections, like, oh yeah, okay. And especially American culture, just it's overall worldwide. For for this for the size of the country, its influence on especially Western culture is pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and you're right. And on our culture in America, it it,
6: it did play a huge role. I mean, they the students could see that when we're driving around uh, Imperial Paris. It's like, oh, those those buildings look familiar. <laughs> that building structure looks familiar. <laughs> Where have I seen that before? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I know when my husband uh, is the professor he's uh, and he does Italian history but when he was getting his doctorate he was expected to know how to read and speak French as just going into graduate school yeah yeah so, at the very least reading it reading it yeah
1: it's, it's funny as you were saying that I was like I guess I've spent too much time around philosophy professors because <laughs> they all <laughs> they had, all had have to, to learn French, French. Yeah. yes uh, exactly
5: <laughs> well it's academic and that's what's something I, I, I always counter that to parents as well, who say, oh, French is so impractical. Who uses French? And I'm like, well, it's extremely academic. So there's many, many, um, many disciplines that ask you to at least have a reading level of French. Yeah. Um, and also just any language is as practical as you make it in your life. If you seek opportunities to speak with people who are who speak the language that you study, that's going to become more and more applicable to your life. And so, I mean, that's how it's been with me. I'm from Oklahoma. No one in my family speaks French. No one. I had I had a grandmother who told me that learning a foreign language was the thing a young, educated lady should do. And that French specifically, and this is just her style, French was what sophisticated young ladies studied. And so she influenced me and she bribed me with a trip to France. So she didn't even really speak French. She kind of spoke French, but not really. But she was a big traveler and she loved Paris. And so she really influenced me in that way. Um, But then I just continued to seek ways to use it because I loved it so much. And so I continued to seek ways to get there. But also even in California, I worked for French immersion preschools and French immersion schools in the Bay Area. So as I said, it's as practical as you make it. You know, it's kind of definitely, um, you know, in certain regions of the US, for sure, Spanish is everywhere and it's, it's easy. Those opportunities come to you. But I also know a lot of people who have taken, you know, all, you know, Four or five years of high school Spanish you never spoke it again because in, in the US you don't have to you you can take it or leave it once you've done all that language study so that's that's the argument I always like to speak out against because that's the one that everyone says to me oh, oh why do you do that
6: <laughs> we have such a great French program uh here at Colby and and, and students and teacher and so it's a great up op- when you have the opportunity study, in front of you, yeah you know. I was just say
5: anything I was, I, I want to encourage parents to let their students uh, look into the ones they're interested in, because if you're more already more interested in it, you're going to connect earlier. And rather than just saying, you should take this one because of these reasons, you know, all, there's a lot of valid reasons to take certain specific languages, but I do find that students who are getting to study the one that already interested them, that always goes better.
6: Because then they can study more later on. They can right. start with one yeah. and move on because they found that love it's like i'm sure you remember like with with music you know you study piano but once you've studied that yeah maybe you're not an expert in an instrument but you could pick up certain other instruments and yeah. figure them mm-hmm. out now that you have that sort of that side of your brain is, is working in that yeah. way
0: <laughs> yeah and that's come up several times in our conversations these this series on language is about the habit of thinking that is cultivated by by language study and mm-hmm. that applies to so much of so much of life. It's been so fun hearing about your trip. Thank you so much for coming to tell us about it and and for taking those those voice memos with you on your trip and for for all that you have put into that It sounds like what a wonderful time for for everyone
5: merci beaucoup
1: Subscribe to the Colby cast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode and let us know how we're doing by leaving a rating or a review and as always feel free to email us at podcast.colby.org
0: Mary, our mother, pray for us. St. Maximilian Kolbe, pray for us. Ad maiorem Dei Gloriam.